Go ahead and stand. We'll go to the Lord in prayer. Remember all those on our prayer request list, lift them up. And uh, those unable to be with us tonight, there are several not being able to be with us, so lift them up as well. Brother Jerry, will you open us in prayer?
Isaiah chapter 12. I know that I do this one a bunch and talking about things, but uh, the other day, I don't remember what I was studying or what I was thinking about or if I was listening to somebody preach, but uh, this come to my mind and I wrote down some things, not verses, I guess you might say tonight, uh, these are notes, not, not verses this time, but Isaiah chapter 12, if you would stand with us, we'll read just the, well I'll tell you what, stand with us, we'll go to the Lord in prayer and then I'll get into my thoughts. Father, this evening, I thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy. I thank you, dear God, for allowing us to be in your house, Lord. I'm so grateful, dear God, for all the many blessings you give us. Father, how that you take care of us so often. Lord, there's not a day when you fall short. I would tonight, Father, that we would just seek you out and serve you each and every day. Lord, draw closer to you. Lord, we'll be more faithful of you for you. And remembering, dear God, it's exactly what it is, Lord, you did for us. And so I thank you, dear God, and I praise you, Father, in Jesus' precious, holy, righteous name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated. I uh, Just thinking about this, let me see if I can find this real quick. I shared this this evening, and I don't remember exactly what... Uh, verse it was. All right. In Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10, it says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself for, with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. I want you to think about that as we read Isaiah 12, that verse there. This is 61.10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. And I was thinking about that. Uh, today, and I read that uh, as I was looking there, and I didn't intend to tie it into this, but in Isaiah chapter 12, I've got a few thoughts. I broke this down, and, and there's only six verses in there, and you'll be surprised to know that I've only got six thoughts on those verses, all right? Uh, but anyways, Isaiah chapter 12, verse 1, and in that day thou shalt say, well, what day is that? The day of deliverance? The day we come to or the day we come back to God. The children of Israel had gone away from God. They were constantly, like you and I, it seemed like, a strain from God. The church today doesn't even realize it's strayed from God most of the time because nobody says anything about it. But I can tell you that we have strayed further from God than we have realized. And as such, we are losing the power, not not, not Now listen to this carefully, not the thoughts that we have, but we are losing the power that God would give us to see things happen.
happen because we are getting further from God as opposed to closer to Him. So in that day, He says this, Thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise Thee. Why? Well, we just read, because He hath clothed us, He has put garments on us of salvation. He's he's clothed us with righteousness. God's just reached down and blessed us. And when we come to our minds and our senses in that day that we realize that we were lost and we come back, He said, I will praise thee though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away and thou comfortest me. Well, why was God angry? Again, we go back to the thought. We were not doing what God wanted us to do. They were not doing what God wanted them to do. They were not having their minds and their hearts set to things. If you think about it this way, in the book of Deuteronomy, he says this, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And thou only shalt thou serve him. The first of the Ten Commandments is that God is so important, he's so valuable, he's so necessary that we love him with every ounce of being that we've got. And today God is a secondary subject most of the time if he rates that high in a lot of places on a lot of hearts of people. But I'm telling you, when we get back to the point of understanding that the day of our deliverance, the day of redemption, the day that God accepted us, the day that we turn from our backsliding and come back to him, we will realize how blessed we are because God was angry at us for being away from him but now God is going to bless because we've come back I honestly believe that God is not done with the church God's not done with us and I, and I, you know, I know what you're expecting. I was going to say that I honestly believe God's not dead he's not dead he's only dead to a lot of people but is God dead to you Is God dead in you? Think about this. Are you alive or are you dead? There's some people say, well, I'm breathing. You still be dead breathing. Because the Bible says you're dead in trespasses and sins. You can also be, uh, not, not, not people will disagree with me, but I believe you can be saved and be on your way back to death. Because you're not serving God, you're not following God, you're not walking with God, you're not getting closer to God, you're not communicating with God, and God is an afterthought instead of your first thought. And so you're on your way back to You are gradually drowning and don't even realize it. It's like the old frog thrown into the pot. If you throw the frog into the boiling water, he will jump out. But if you will put the frog in cold water and gradually heat the water, he will stay there and die. They don't even realize that God is angry today. They don't realize the separation that's going on today. Look at what he says in verse 2. He said, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The, The Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He has also become my salvation. God is everything that you and I need. God is everything that we should obtain or go after. Look at what he get. Go back to verse 1 again. Look at what he said. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. That day, that's one thought. Thou wast angry with me. 
Anger is another thought because we were not where we needed to be. We praise God because we got back. God was angry because we wasn't there. And then look what he said in the next part of that. Thine anger is turned away. Why? Because we came back. You realize that every time the children of Israel got in trouble, God was angry with them and sent them somewhere else or sent them down into captivity. Or sometimes he sent a plague to wipe them out. Sometimes he opened the ground to swallow them up. But there always in those times come a time of turning and a time of repentance. And God would send and he would stay the plague because there would be a man to intercede. Well, Jesus is our intercessor. He is our interceder. And, and, and so when we look at it this way, because we come back to Jesus or because we turn to Jesus, because we remember Jesus, he said, remember from which thou art fallen and repent. And I come quickly. Think about it, church. He's saying, if you're in the wrong, get it right. Why? Because I'm angry and my anger does never work for your benefit. But my mercies, my mercies, they'll change the outcome of what's fixing to happen. They'll change the outcome of what's going on. I was listening to him, uh, uh, Brother uh, Cody Zorn. I don't agree with everything he says, but he, he's a good preacher. He preaches hard. He preaches the King James. And, and he, was, and he was talking about the threshing floor and how that here comes the angel of the Lord. 70,000 are dead. Here comes the angel of the Lord. And then when he gets there, David calls out and he goes to the, and I can't remember the name there, but he gets to the threshing floor and he makes a sacrifice to God and the angel stays. He doesn't kill anymore. He could have kept on going but David said realizing this I need to get things right let's make a sacrifice unto God why because God is angry well Jesus is our intercessor for God's anger I turned it says thine anger is turned away and thou comfortest me there's something to be said about understanding that you finally get to the point you realize where you are so that you understand where you need to be. The other day, me and Netta, yesterday, we won't, the other day, yesterday, I told Netta, I said, I'm going to take you to a special lunch. You say, was she angry with you? No, she wasn't angry with me. But I said, I'm going to take you to a special lunch. And then afterwards, we'll figure out what we're going to do. So I, I just took off driving, and we headed west. And we went into Siloam, we stopped at Waterburger, and we got us a sweet or unsweet tea. Got back out on the road, and we kept going, and we come to the Oklahoma, and right there across the state line, you know, if you've ever been that direction there, there's that big old Cherokee uh, casino there. You know, it, it tells you whatever it is. And I said, you want to go in there? No, she don't want to go in there. She said, but I'd like to stand at the front door with a Bible. It wouldn't be very long we'd be moved out, I'm sure. But think about it. But anyways, we were having, we, we were just communicating. So I just took off driving, kept going. I thought, you know what? If she don't say nothing and we don't find nothing, we'll end up in Tulsa. I don't know what's in Tulsa, but it was all about her that day. I just wanted to spend some time with my wife. I, I told her, I said, you know, I, I thought, you know, if you took me up on the offer to go to, to, to Tulsa to Oklahoma City, we'd have plenty of time to listen to Renner, Leonard Ravenhill. He's another preacher we listen to. Don't agree with everything he says, but he talks, I mean, he's pretty good. And he uses the King James Bible. So there we go again. 
But anyways, we were heading down there and she saw something that turned her eye. I want you to understand, it's okay to turn around to go something good if you're on the way to the wrong. Now, we didn't know where we were going. I'm going to tell you something. There are a lot of people in this world who don't know where they're going and they need to turn around. They'll see something. They need to see that out of their corner of their eye or they need to see out of their heart that God is over here waiting. They just got to turn around. And so we, we, she's seen it. You say, what is it? I'll keep you in suspense. I called it a junk sale. She called it a flea market. I don't know what the people call it. There was some folks that, that I, there were some things belonged in a junkyard, some folks belonged in a flea market, and I'm not sure about the rest. But anyways, you know where I am, I'm telling you. So she said, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that, turn around, turn around, turn around. And I'm going to tell you, there is something about that highway, just kind of like God. You say, Brother Ernie, listen to me carefully. It seemed like once we passed that spot, every hundred feet there was a turnaround to go somewhere down the other direction. A road. I mean to tell you, I couldn't say, well, baby, it's gonna, we'll, we'll see what we got up here at ways, you know, a few miles. It was right in front of us. Turn here, turn here. We missed the first one. It was so close. We missed the second one because it was so close. And the third one, she goes, you can turn right here. And so I turned and we went back there and we walked around through there. We you know, we didn't find anything we bought. We found some things that looked interesting. I mean, it was kind of like that. And, but, but the long story in short is sometimes people don't know where they're going. They just got a thought, I'm headed this direction. When I get there, I'll be there. But the truth of the matter is they need to be looking because God's got signs all over the place and opportunities all over the place to turn around and get back on the right track. When God is mad, He's got you a viewpoint to get right. You got to turn. But when we turn, God's anger turns. And that's what he said here. Thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. Think about this. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength. And my song, he has also become my salvation. And, and here we go, real quickly, I've already, I've already hit this, but my fourth thought on this was, out of the first two verses, God is now everything. Before God was somebody who was mad, before God was somebody who was upset, before God was the person who brought them out of Egypt, God was the person who got them across the Red Sea, God was the person lead them to the land of promise, God was going this way, God was doing this, God was the person who gave them a king, God was the person who gave them a great king. And all the time there, it's, it, it's what God was, but when you get your heart right, it's now what God is. And when God is something over there, you don't realize that God needs to be here or you need to be over there where God is but, but God needs to be present when God gets there he comes everything God will either be everything or he will be nothing he doesn't take second place church we try to put him in second place can I tell you something tonight I don't know if you understand this but I understand this 
the more valuable and the more prominent God becomes in my life, the easier it is to preach. The more messages that I get, the more thoughts that come to my mind, I cannot read the Word of God without finding that somewhere in that message or that scripture that I'm reading there or listen to somebody else preach. It, 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 just, it happens. There is a message in there for me. There is a message in there that God will put on my heart. Whether I share with you or I don't, there are some messages I've never shared, but there are thoughts that I have because why? Because the closer I get to God and the more I let God get in me, whether through preaching or reading, the more messages I got, the better messenger I can become. And all I really am is a repeater. I'm just repeating what God said. That's the truth. So he goes on. Verse 3, therefore with joy. Once you think about this, therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Now, now think for just a second. The Samaritan woman come to the well. She come to draw water. She'd had five husbands. The guy she's with now is not a husband. She's just simply there to draw water. That's all she's getting is water. But what she needed was a well of salvation. Jesus meets her at the watering well to give her a living well. Living water that springeth out, that doesn't stop. Do you realize they're not talking here about going back to the watering wells. When they get things right with God, they start getting what we call life living water. Life sustaining water. It's not just simply the water or, or excuse me, some water. It, it does, it's not spring water. It's not well water. It's not pond water. It's not lake water. It's not creek water. It's not dirty water. It's not mud hole water. It is living, life sustaining water that now they've got. Why? Because they come to the day where they realized that things was wrong and they repented and got things right and God's anger is turned and now joy has come back to them just like David said restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Why? Because they were wrong and now they're right and now the opportunity of rejoicing has presented itself. Church when we get right with God we will have the opportunity to rejoice. And if we're right with God we ought to rejoice. Why? Because he was angry and now he's not angry. And God was mad at me a lot, I realize. But I'm so glad today He's not mad at me no more. So He says in verse 4, And in that day, now we got back to that day again. You realize they started out with that day? And then they thought, you know, you know this is the way God works. I like the way God works, right? God starts off with, and in that day, thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Now, now we go, what day was that? And then it tells us what day it was, the day that they realized that God's anger was turned. 
In the day that they realized that God was everything. In the day that they realized that God was going to bring them back to the joy well and give them waters of wells of salvation uh, to give them life-sustaining water, give them living water. As Jesus said, He was the living water. He's the living water. And He says, and He gets to verse 4 and again, He goes, and in that day, now we've picked up where we started off and we realize what the day was about. But in that day... Shall you say, now look at this church. Praise the Lord. Have you thought about it? The songs we sung this morning. Look at this. Get this over here. I don't want it on my Bible. Ain't nothing belongs on your Bible but your Bible. Or your hand when you open your Bible. Or your face when you pray with your Bible in your hand. But nothing else belongs on your Bible. Let's just start off with this. You ask me why I'm happy? I'll just tell you why. Because my sins are gone. In that day, thou shalt say, Praise the Lord. Again, there is, my, there, there is a song in my heart today, something I never had. Jesus has taken my sins away. Oh, say, and I'm glad. Now, now, it doesn't make any sense to me. I just want you to understand this, and I'll say this again. If Jesus took my sins away, why would I say, oh, when Jesus took my sins away, but oh, say, I'm glad. But, now I want to tell you something. If I had a rough day, and I had a rough day with the Lord, was there showing me, I could say, man, I had a bad day, but man, was God with me. I had a rough day, but oh, say, I'm glad. Why? Because Jesus has come, and my heart's overrun. But, but to say that He took my sins away, and then say, oh, but I'm glad... That just don't sound right to me. So I say, and I'm glad. Why? Because I am glad he took my sins away. I'm glad he showed up. I'm glad he's not angry. I'm glad that he's with me. I'm glad he's restoring to me joy. I'm glad he's giving me back my shout. I'm glad he's giving me back my praise. I'm glad he's giving me back my run. And, and you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. I, I knew that I knew what was coming down the, 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 the road there when I was going to say, but God don't look through the blood and I had to take my little lap around the podium there why because I knew in my life I'm glad I'm glad then the next song we sung was the old account was settled long ago now I didn't realize how well they went with tonight's message like they did this morning's but think about this he said, there was a time I knew when in the book of heaven an old account was standing for sins yet unforgiven. My name was at the top and many things below. I went to the keeper and I settled long ago. Long ago, down on my knees, long ago. I settled all. Yes, the old account was settled long ago. Now what's the next word? Hallelujah. Think about that for a second. We done told you 
that is settled long ago. We told you again that it was settled long ago. Yes, the old account was settled long ago. And then we get there. Hallelujah! The old account was settled long ago. How does that play into this? Look at what he says. And thou shalt praise the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lord. Call upon His names, declares doing among the people, make mention that His name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for He hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. And I'm not just telling you this. We, we think about this. Hallelujah! God has done this. Praise be to God. And then we sung, thanks God, I'm free. I'm glad I'm free. I'm glad that I'm not bound in chains and darkness. I'm glad I'm not bound on my way to hell. I'm glad I'm not bound by this world. I'm not perfect, but praise be to God. Hallelujah. I'm not dying and going to hell because Jesus paid the price. I've accepted the price, and I get to go to heaven. And the old account was settled when the account keeper said, Blot it out. Blot it out. You think about the scriptures from this morning. So when we look at this and we think about this, and in that day, the day of our remembrance, the day of our atonement, the day of our forgiveness, if, we've, if we were backslidden and God brought us back into loving favor, the day, the day of our atonement, we were lost and undone in Jesus Christ, the remission of our sins, uh, His blood purchased us, He atoned us, He brought us to God, He brought us in loving favor, He brought us into fellowship, He brought us into life eternal, He brought us in to be the sons and the daughters of God, He gave us power to overcome this world, because greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. He gave me the ability to to look at the devil and not beat him up on my own power but to simply look at him and tell him this in the name of Jesus get thee behind me and by the way I'm not looking back to see if you're there if you're gone you're gone think about it for a minute in that day church what day are we living in see because sometimes I think it like this sometimes we think that day is gone and passed. That day is over with. That day was the day that I got saved back in May of 1990. It was that day when all this transpired. But can I tell you, every day that I've lived my life is something gone wrong, something gone amiss. There's a lot of days in my life I was not where I needed to be with God. I was not who I needed to be with God. And God wasn't as valuable to me. And I would get things straightened up. And so when I come to realize this, that really that day is this day. And this is the day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad. You know, let us come into his course with thanksgiving let us come into his gates with praise hey in that day what in the day that we wake up we have the opportunity once again to say to God hallelujah praise God I love the Lord instead of sitting on our hands crawling with our eyes frowning with our face I'm going to tell you something Christians need to get out of the pickle barrel they really do there is something in your life that gets you worked up. I can guarantee you there's something in everybody's life that gets them worked up. I've sat at my house and the Razorbacks would score a touchdown and everybody in the house would stand and shout or their arms would go up, they'd clap. I mean, tell you, it'd be noisy. You'd have, shh, shh, baby sleeping, you know. 
been there the, even right now in, in the Razorbacks in a home run and it don't matter if they're down by 14 if they hit the home run it's a hey, hey or, I mean over the wall out of here I mean there's noise well I'm glad to say this that for quite some time I've been a lot louder for Jesus than I have for any Razorback why Because I realize I'm living in that day. And it would be good tonight to realize this church that if we would understand that every day we wake up is that day. Because that day, look what it says. And in that day shall you say, praise the Lord. Call upon His name. Declare His doings among the people. Make mention that His name, His name is exalted. Can can I tell you something? Let me just share this with you. I got a problem with pride. I'm not going to lie about that. I I got a problem with pride. And and God put on my heart the other night to to do the song that we sung Sunday night here at church. He he put on my heart to go and and to do that song. And I sat down and I recorded myself on 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 the phone there. And then I posted it over to Facebook hoping that it would touch somebody's heart. But but it didn't take very long and I was scrolling through there and I seen it and I looked down and I thought, 36 views, wow. So later on I tried to see if it had been viewed more. That's pride. After a while, I said, it's like the Lord said to me, Ernie, did you do that for me or did you do it for you? I said, I did it for you, God. Then why are you care? Why do you care how many times it's been seen? Lord, I'm going to leave it alone. I clicked on it again because somebody had commented. I wanted to see what they said. Pride got a hold of me, though. I had to look at the views. I want you to know I don't care if I see it ever again. I don't want pride to overshadow the joy and the gift that maybe somebody will get from that song, the message that's there. But I deal with pride, so the other night I sat down and I was going to make another one and put it out there. I thought if I do this, Maybe somebody else will get blessed. And I thought to myself, but will you look to see how many times it's been viewed? And I, I just couldn't, it didn't work out. It never, I couldn't play it. I couldn't see it. I couldn't do nothing with it. I shut everything off and I said, I'm not doing this, God. Unless you tell me to do it, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. Why? Because my pride is messing me. In the day that I realized that pride is coming between me and God. See, I should declare His doings. Not mine. His name should be exalted. Not mine. People should understand that He's the reason. He's the cause. He's the everything. And church, I'm going to tell you something. We get to that spot in our lives. We get to that spot in our homes. We get to that spot in our church. God will be able to do more than we can imagine. Because the Bible says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or even think. 
Think about that for a second, church. But we got to get to that day. When coming to the house of God, we're coming ready to worship. Because we realize that God was angry and He's not. His anger's turned. Why? Because we repented. He's now everything. We're coming to the house of God and we're going to come in there and we're going to draw out some living water. And it's not that Jesus ain't in me. It ain't that the Holy Ghost ain't in me. It's that when I get together with a bunch of God's people, we ought to have a shouting time. We ought to have a time of of worship and honor and glory. Do you realize that when they were all of one mind and one accord in the day of the the beginning, we'd call that at the beginning of the church age after Jesus, when they all got right with God and they were all there ready, God come in and God did more things than they could comprehend so much that Peter was was one walking down through the streets and people were healed because the shadow of Peter was touching them and it wasn't having nothing to do with Peter. It's that he was right where God wanted him and the church was right where God wanted him and God was doing abundantly above all that they could ask or even think. Brother Don Real says it all the time. Jesus told unto them, He said, And greater things than these shall you do. That's hard for me to imagine. But can I tell you, we've got to get right with God and start living in that day. Would you stand this evening? Father, we thank you tonight for your love, your mercy, your grace. Lord, I just thank you so much for everything that you've done. God, praise you for your holiness. Praise you, Father, for your loving kindness, your everlasting mercies. Father, you've put up with a lot for me. But thank you, dear God. Thank you for your long-suffering. Lord, I pray Thee now help me and help us as a church, help us as individuals, dear God, to praise and exalt and worship and honor Your name. And we'll thank You, Father, we'll give You praise, Father, and we'll glorify You, Father, tonight in Jesus' precious, precious name, and amen, amen. Anything on anybody's heart this evening?